Does the Bible predict that there will be a one world government? Where would that be found? And can we find more than one scripture that says that? Maybe something in the Old Testament and something in the New? Well, we're going to take a look at that. This is Albert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio. I want to start in chapter 13 of Revelation. So here we go, verse 1. Then I saw a beast rising up out of the sea. Now to me, the sea can be a vast period of time as well as a great body of water. It had seven heads and ten horns with ten crowns on its horns and written on each head were the names that blasphemed God. This beast looked like a leopard but it had the feet of a bear, the mouth of a lion, and the dragon, which we know to be Satan, gave the beast his own power and throne and great authority. I saw one of the heads of the beast that seemed to be wounded beyond recovery, but the fatal wound was healed. The whole world marveled at this miracle and gave allegiance to the beast. They worshipped Satan, or the dragon, for giving the beast such power, and they also worshipped worshipped the beast. Who is as great as the beast, they exclaimed. Who is able to fight against him? Verse 5. Then the beast was allowed to speak great blasphemies against God, and he was given authority to do whatever he wanted for 42 months. Now that sounds like a world dictator to me. Verse 6, And he spoke terrible words of blasphemy against God, slandering his name and his dwelling, that is, those who dwell in heaven. And the beast was allowed to wage war against God's holy people and to conquer them. And he was given authority to rule over every tribe and people and language and nation. And all the people who belonged to this world worshipped the beast. They are the ones whose names were not written in the book of life before the world was made, the book that belongs to the Lamb who was slaughtered, which, of course, is Jesus. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Anyone destined for prison will be taken to prison. Anyone destined to die by the sword will die by the sword. This means that God's holy people must endure persecution patiently and remain faithful. Now that's a big uh, statement. That's a big order. We must endure persecution patiently and remain faithful. Verse 11, chapter 13, Revelation. Then I saw another beast, come up out of the earth. 
He had two horns like those of a lamb, but he spoke with the voice of a dragon, i.e. Satan. He exercised all the authority of the first beast, and he required all the earth and its people to worship the first beast, whose fatal wound had been healed. Now what is that? Well, to me, that is Islam. Because the Catholic Church, during the Crusades, almost beat them down to nothing. They almost killed every last one of them. And even it, it, it did appear to be dead. But it came back. Now, there are over 2 billion Muslims, even though there are four different factions within the group, the main two being the Shiites and the Sunnis. The Shiites are fundamentalist. They're very strict. But all people who belong to this world worshipped the beast. And that being Islam, in other words, they are the ones who think that's the right religion. Verse 13, he did astounding miracles, even making fire flash down from the sky to earth while everyone was watching. And with all the miracles he was allowed to perform on behalf of the first beast, he, being the second beast, deceived all the people who belonged to this world. So Islam was around as the first beast and then was nearly killed and came back as the second beast. It's one and the same people, if you ask me. He deceived all the people who belonged to this world. He ordered the people to make a great statue of the first beast, who was fatally wounded, and then came back to life. He was then permitted to give life to this statue so that it could speak. Then the statue of the beast commanded that anyone refusing to worship the beast must die. Verse 16, he required everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand or in the forehead. And no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. Wisdom is needed here. Let the one with understanding solve the meaning of the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man. His number is 666. So the key verse in this whole thing here is verse 7. The beast was allowed to wage war against God's holy people and conquer them. And he was given authority to rule over every tribe and people and language and nation. And all the people who belonged to this world worshipped the beast. But is there somewhere else in the Bible? Is that the only place in the Bible? We're going to take a look and see. I happen to have been given a study Bible by my father when he was living 
years and years and years ago. And it has several references about this, one of which is chapter 17, verse 15. Well, let's back up to uh, 14. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles, which we already read about, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them together for that, or to gather them to battle, to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watch, watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And he gathered them into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. The battle of Armageddon is spoken of here. Chapter 17 in the book of Revelation. Then in chapter 18, we read about Mystery Babylon, which I think is probably going to end up being this one world government. And this is one thing that many people know nothing about. And that's the fact that Islam is not just a religious system. It is also a government. A government that has its own pay schedule, its own central bank, its own governors and kings, if you want to call them that. But I'll guarantee you there is way more than just one place where a government over the entire world is described. It's all through the Old Testament. But is it God's government or man's or both? You know, King Nebuchadnezzar was a world ruler at the time when he was alive. That's one place in the book of Daniel. We can read about that. And he was followed by other kings like Darius and Belshazzar and um, Cyrus. They were one person who ruled over the whole world at the time. The rest of the world was underdeveloped. So they ruled everyone who walked the earth, but they didn't, well, actually within their realm. So there were probably tribes of people here and there around the world that lived after the flood, but weren't part of a central government. But there is another one in Jesus himself who will be the king of the world and take over every government. But I want to read to you chapter 17 and 18 here real quick. One of the seven angels, this is Revelation 17, who had poured out the seven bowls came over and spoke to me. Come with me, he said, and I will show you the judgment that is going to come on the great prostitute who rules over many waters. The kings of the world have committed adultery with her. And the people who belong to this world, there's that phrase again, who belong to this world, have been made drunk by the wine of her immorality. 
So the angel took me in spirit into the wilderness, and there I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that had seven heads and ten horns, and blasphemies against God were written all over it. Graffiti on this beast? The woman wore purple and scarlet clothing, depicting royalty and beautiful jewelry made of gold and precious gems and pearls. In her hand, she held a gold goblet full of obscenities and impurities of her immorality. A mysterious name was written on her forehead, Babylon, the great mother of prostitutes and obscenities in the world. Now, what, what comes to my mind is the way the Catholic Church is um, operating, wearing these purple and scarlet clothes and beautifully adorned. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. I suspect it does. But the mysterious name was written on her forehead, Babylon the Great, mother of all prostitutes and obscenities in the world. I could see that she was drunk, drunk with the blood of God's holy people who were witnesses for Jesus. Now, some of the people in the Catholic Church, by the way, are fine people. They don't know what they are worshiping, but they are worshiping an idol. This is not the worship of the one and only true God, Jesus Christ. I stared at her in complete amazement. Why are you so amazed? The angel asked. I tell you the mystery. I will tell you the mystery of this woman and of the beast. See how related they are? It's in the same sentence, the woman and the beast. With the seven heads and the ten horns on which she sits. The beast you saw was, that was once alive but isn't now, and yet he will soon come up out of the bottomless pit, which we saw, and he becomes the second issue of the beast, and then go into eternal destruction. The people who belong to this world, there it is again, whose names were not written in the book of life before the world was made, will be amazed at the reappearance of this beast who had died. This calls for a mind with understanding. The seven heads of the beast represent the seven hills where the woman rules. Aha! Now that's where Rome is, right? Well, no. <laughs> yes, there are seven hills there, but that doesn't necessarily make it qualify for this particular one. They also represent seven kings. Five kings are already fallen or died. The sixth now reigns and the seventh is yet to come, but his reign will be brief, thankfully. The scarlet beast that was and is no longer is the eighth king. He is like the other seven, and he too is headed for destruction. 
The ten horns of the beast are ten kings who have not yet risen to power. They will be appointed to their kingdoms for one brief moment in history, in other words, to reign with the beast. They will all agree to give him their power and authority. There's more to Islam than a religion. It's not just a religion. It's a a bank and everything. I mean, they've got everything that a government has. And they have complete authority and power over their people. Together they will go to war against the Lamb. Who fights Christians? Who kills more Christians? Who lops off more heads than Islam? No one. But the Lamb will defeat them because the Lord is the Lord of lords and King of all kings and his called and chosen and faithful ones will be with him. Verse 15, chapter 17 of Revelation. Then the angel said to me, the waters where the prostitute is ruling represent masses of people of every nation and language. The scarlet beast and his ten horns all hate the prostitute. They will strip her naked, eat her flesh, and burn her remains with the fire. Now, the Catholic Church actually created the Islamic religion, and they may just devour it, or try to. They may defeat it in the end. I don't know. Or maybe it'll work in reverse. Maybe Islam will destroy the Catholic Church. We'll just have to see. Some things we just can't see until we're there. For God has a put a plan into their minds, a plan that will carry out his purposes. Now, what's he trying to say? He's trying to say that all religions are going to disappear from the face of the earth. You want to see some proof? Well, Give me just a second. I want to finish this chapter. It's only two more verses. They will agree to give their authority to the scarlet beast. So the words of God will be fulfilled. And this woman you saw in your vision represents the great city that rules over the kings of the world. Could that be Rome? Maybe. I don't think so. It could be Pergamum. It could be Babylon in Iraq. I don't know for sure. Let's prove our point that all world religions are going to die. I think that's in Jeremiah 10. And uh, let's start in verse 5. Their gods are like helpless scarecrows in a cucumber field. They can't speak. They need to be carried because they cannot walk. Do not be afraid of such gods, for they can neither do you harm nor do you any good. Expensive firewood is what that is. Lord, there is no one like you, for you are great and your name is full of power. And dropping down to verse 8, people who worship idols are stupid and foolish. The things they worship are made of wood. Like I say, it's 
expensive firewood. They bring beaten sheets of silver from Tarsius and gold from Euphaz, and they use these materials to um, be given to a skillful craftsman who make their idols covered with it. They dress these gods in royal blue and purple robes made by expert tailors. But the Lord is the only true God. He is the living God and the everlasting King. The whole earth trembles at his anger. The nations cannot stand up to his wrath. And I don't care if they're all bundled together under the UN flag. They are not going to be standing when God puts an end to this. And here's where he does it. Verse 11, chapter 10 of Jeremiah. Say this to those who worship other gods. Your so-called gods, little g, who did not make the heavens and the earth will vanish from the earth and from under the heavens. But God made the earth by his power, and he preserves it by his own wisdom. With his own understanding, he stretched out the heavens. When he speaks in the thunder, the heavens roar with rain. Dropping down to verse uh, 14. The whole human race is foolish and has no knowledge. These craftsmen are disgraced by the idols they make. For they carefully shape works that are a fraud. These idols have no breath or power. These idols are worthless. They are ridiculous lies. On the day of reckoning, they will all be destroyed. So there you have it. But the God of Israel is no idol. He is the creator of everything that exists, including Israel, his own special possession. The Lord of heaven's armies is his name. Unquote. Chapter 18, again, of uh, Revelation. After all this, I saw another angel come down from heaven with great authority, and the earth grew bright with his splendor. He gave a mighty shout, Babylon is fallen! That great city is fallen! She has become a home for demons. She is a hideout for every foul spirit, a hideout for every foul vulture and every foul and dreadful animal. For all the nations have fallen because of the wine of her passionate immorality. The kings of the world have committed adultery with her. Verse 5 says, For her sins are piled as high as heaven, and God remembers her evil deeds. When you lop off, or when Islam lops off the heads of Christians and Jews and uh, Hindus and other people, uh, that worship anyone else but Allah, do you think that's righteous? Absolutely not. That's not what God would do. That's not his way. No, they are following this whore, this prostitute. Verse 8, or well, verse 7, She boasted in her heart, I am queen on my throne, and I am no helpless widow, I have no reason to mourn. Therefore, these plagues will overtake her in a single day. Death and mourning and famine. She will be completely consumed by fire. 
for the Lord God who judges her is mighty. And the kings of the world who committed adultery with her and enjoyed her great luxury will mourn as they see the smoke rising from her charred remains. That's very, very strong language. They will stand at a distance terrified by her great torment. And they will cry out, How terrible, how terrible for you, O Babylon, you great city. In a single moment, God's judgment came on you. Unquote. Dropping down to verse 18, or well, 17. In a single moment, all the wealth of the city is gone, and all the captains and merchants of the merchant ships and their passengers and sailors and crews will stand at a distance. They will cry out as they watch the smoke ascend, and they will say, Where is another city like this? This great city, what one would be as great as this city? And they will weep and throw dust on their heads to show their grief. That's what they do in the Middle East, by the way, the Muslims. And they will cry out, saying, How terrible, how terrible for that great city. The ship owners became wealthy by transporting her great wealth across or on the seas. In a single moment, all that is gone. Rejoice over her fate, O heaven and people of God, the apostles and prophets, for at last God has judged her for your sakes, and vengeance and justice have been served, in other words. Then in verse 21 of chapter 18 of Revelation, a mighty angel picked up a boulder the size of a huge millstone and threw it into the, the ocean and shouted, Just like this, the great city Babylon will be thrown down with violence and will never be found again. Just wanted to mention a, something real briefly. Is Putin uh, really planning to attack Ukraine? And why does he want to do that? Why would he? Well, Ukraine wants to join NATO, and NATO is part of world governance under the auspices of the UN. So that's going to be a problem for him to retain his authority and power if he allows that to happen. Now, that's my opinion. I think that might be a possibility. This is Albert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio. There are numerous scriptures that show that there will be another one world government. And where would I find that? Well, let me just give you a short list. Psalms 149, verse 5 through 9. Revelation 20, verse 4. Isaiah 60, 11 through 16. Isaiah 49, verses 23 through 26, Daniel 7, verse 22, and 4, verse 54. I'm just going to flip back there and see what Daniel 7, 22 has to say. Well, I'm going to start in 13. As my vision continued that night, I saw someone like a son of man, that would be Jesus, coming with the clouds of heaven. 
he approached the Ancient One and was led into his presence. He was given authority and honor and sovereignty over all the nations of the world so that people of every race and nation and language would obey him. His rule is eternal and it will never end. His kingdom will never be destroyed. Verse 21 as I watched, this horn was raging or waging war against God's holy people and was defeating them until the Ancient One, the Most High, came and judged in favor of his holy people. Then the time arrived for the holy people to take over the kingdom. That's you and me, folks. We are destined to be in his kingdom. Verse 27, Then the sovereignty power and greatness of all the kingdoms under heaven will be given to the holy people of the Most High God. His kingdom will last forever and all rulers and or all rulers will serve and obey him. Unquote. And there are lots of other scriptures like that. So we'll talk more about that at another time. Try not to worry or think too much about it because God's got this. He is on our side. So be loyal, be faithful, stick with it to the very end. I'll see you next time. You can go to my website, itellwhy.com for more. Until then, I'm Albert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio. Thank you for tuning in today.